It's time for some inside animation. With your host, Adam Sartain. Today's guest, Danielle Sherstad. And now, here's your host, Adam Sartain. There we go. And here we have another episode of Inside Animation, where we get inside information about the animation industry. Today, I am joined by Danielle Schurstad. Welcome, Danielle. Hi. Why don't you tell our listeners what it is you do in the animation industry? Um, Well, I do a lot of freelancing, mostly illustration and character design. I also studied animation like everything when I was in school so 3d 2d storyboarding all that great so let's talk about character design because we haven't talked about that yet on the podcast so um, what does a what does a character designer do exactly Uh, they design the character but they have to you know match what the character is their feeling what their purpose is you have to all it has to look like get that look and design you look at it and kind of like know yeah i know that one that one's a good guy bad guy sometimes depending especially in disney movies there's right. very obvious yeah that's right when you're working for the mouse you need to know things <laughs> yeah but yeah so you basic so you draw characters mm-hmm. uh, but not just characters you have to draw them with personality with feet, yeah right yeah, with, with the feelings, personality, you look at them and you get the feeling like whether they're wide-eyed, cynical, yeah, evil, good, etc. All of that stuff. But if you look at it and, I mean, sometimes you can subverse it. You make, you surprise the people, but right. not always. <laughs> now, I've seen a lot of out there, you have one like window with several of the same character, but in different feelings for example is there a technical mm-hmm. term for that you mean like a character sheet or like an expression sheet oh, okay so an expression yeah. sheet great yeah it's yeah, one i didn't of the... know what it was called but i've seen them before <laughs> you've seen them before yeah it's one of the processes i guess in designing the characters looking what are their expressions when they're having their emotions not everyone expresses their emotions the same way Right. So it's a lot in their personality. This one is angry like this. This one's sad like this, happy like this. And I have a feeling it's a lot harder to do when it's a non-human character, per se. When it's a uh, uh, anthropomorphized um, dog, for example. <laughs> it could be different. There's a lot of uh, studying, like references. Yeah, and so you got to like look at a dog. How does their like their their mouth move? What does it look like? Sometimes you gotta change it up a bit because right. you know you can't always be like specifically like this is what a dog is. Sometimes you gotta exaggerate even more to get that emotion across. Which reminds me, I wanted to ask: How often do you use physical uh, references when creating these characters? Do you? Because I remember Disney would have 
actual people acting out, like say for Alice in Wonderland, actual people acting out, and then the animators would come in and draw based on on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all all the time, basically. You always need a reference because even even if you think you know what something looks like, you look at it again, you're like, ah, I forgot something. You always got to be looking at what it is you're trying to do. <laughs> kind of like uh, kind of like a still artist you, you know when you're painting either a bowl of fruit or a portrait of someone you have to re reference what you're mm -hmm. what you're drawing what you're exactly painting. like that yeah <laughs> now what i like to do with all my guests is help me piece together how an animated movie or series is made so <clears throat> at what point in the process does a character designer say come in so there's there's got to be a script obviously because there mm -hmm. have to be you know characters to design but how how far along you know does the character is it right after script and then you're in or I believe it'd be sometime after the script it's definitely in pre-production it may depend usually after the script they got maybe the characters down like or at least how many they want but it might depend on you know the team or whatever right yeah what, not... what i'm getting at is there is there like a character breakdown that you can work from or they hand you the script and you have to go through and say okay this character is a mean guy and this you know <laughs> etc it would it would definitely be like we need a character for like we need a character for a villain here we need the main character we need the side characters like whether they're a sidekick we need a mom or something like that They'll give you like general guidelines, but yeah, sometimes there's little specific things that they want, but it's usually just guidelines that I get. And then I got to go from there and there's a lot of revisions and eventually, eventually a character will appear. It's like, okay, this is what we're looking for, but it can take a long time to get it right. Right. So you start with say concept art. Is that yeah. right? And then, yeah, concept uh, art. and then show them a variety of like, here's what this character could look like. And they say that one. <laughs> and then you yeah. go, okay, let me refine that one. They'll say that one. Or they're like, I like the head in this one. I like the body in this one, that nose. I like those eyes. Sometimes you got to combine it all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very cool. So once you've solidified, once, once the direct, that's another question. Who is the person that's telling you I want, is it to the director, the producer? Who's in charge of that? I, it's usually, I think, some kind of, it's a director. It's okay. always like like a, an artist, like a head, you know, of like the art division. And so they're the ones like guiding it. And a lot of times in freelance, there's one person doing almost everything. And so then they're the ones guiding me. Right, right. Tell me what, yeah. Very cool. I think we've got some great knowledge now about how character design works. That's wonderful. Now, in this section of the podcast, I always like to ask my guests, let's go back in time. What got you interested in drawing, in character design, in animation in the first place? Oh, I've liked drawing ever since I was really little. And then as I got older, I always loved movies. I loved animation. I still do. And so then after high school, you know, you got to choose what you want to do. So I was like, well, I'm going to try for animation. So I went to the Animation Institute or like the Institute of Art and Animation in Wisconsin. I learned all sorts of stuff there, but 
you know, people are always like, you got to go to a studio, you got to do this and that. And then the more I heard about it, though, I'm like, eh, I don't think a studio is the place for me at the moment. And so I decided to go into freelance after graduating. But I've always loved creating, like designing and drawing people and their personalities. It's just, I don't know, there's something like captivating about it. Something I just love doing, you know. Great. Wonderful. What would you say growing up was your favorite animated movie? Mm, I, I watched The Lion King a lot, but I also loved Aladdin. That was cool. Bambi. And I loved The Little Mermaid. All of the Disney movies I loved. Yeah. And even now, I love The Prince of Egypt is a great movie. I love that movie. Wonderful. Yeah. And then uh, also, what is your favorite, like, current animated movie? I'd have to say one of them is The Prince of Egypt, but I also love, I also love, I think it's a How to Train Your Dragon is pretty cool. That one's CGI, but yeah. I like that. It yeah. still counts as animated. <laughs> it's still animated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I too have, as you can see, but our listeners can't see from my background, my literal background, uh, mm-hmm. I have a background in Disney. I've just grew up watching all kinds of Disney movies, but also, you know, the those old Don Bluth movies like American Tale or uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, which mm-hmm. people think were Disney movies because they were done in that same style, but it was a completely different company. But we digress. Let's talk about your, um, so you went to college, you became a freelancer. When did you start getting gigs or how did you start, you know, finding these, these jobs? It was like, it took about a year ish, you know, to like get my feet off the ground. I first used like some of the freelance sites here and there, and then I ended up not needing them anymore. And so, I mean, those are really good to start out with. You you got to get your uh, name are, out there. What are some of them, for example? I'm trying to remember the name. I want to start with the, oh, there's Upwork Fiverr. That's one that I was thinking of, yeah. Oh, okay. So those are more, they aren't necessarily gear, geared towards illustrating and animating, but they have those jobs in there. They have those jobs there, yeah. Right. So I was able to get my feet off the ground using those, but eventually I came to a place where I didn't need them anymore. Yeah. Right. Do you often practice, do things on your own? Like if you have spare time? You uh, just drawing? Just or? to get drawing practice. Do you feel oh. you need drawing practice or is that something that you just... I, it's, I think, yeah, like you always need more. Like I always want to improve and get right. better. So even if I'm not doing a job, I'll still, even just for my own pleasure, I'll just draw something. Right. Yeah. Like say fan art, for example. Fan art. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, wow. I did a bit of snooping and found quite a bit of fan art on your Instagram there. <laughs> it's good practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think, I think it has its place in the animation industry as well. Mm-hmm. There's so much fan art out there and it has people engaging with those characters in very different ways. You know, you when you're drawing a character, you know, you're getting to know it. Right? Mm-hmm. W- would I be accurate in saying that? Oh, you gotta like know the character. You gotta like fall in love with them in a way. So you can properly, like even express like their... express them because you can probably like bring them to life. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
and so having that connection with it shows that you have that connection when you're when you're drawing this fan art mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so i think it's essential to the animation community yeah to have that fan art out there so very good what was was your favorite job that you've done what was the maybe might not have been the biggest job or most lucrative job that you've done but your your favorite the favorite one you've done so far i guess it would have to be actually an illustrations for some books i did because i got to design all like the princesses from the bible oh so that was a lot of fun there was i think 12 yeah 12 of them i got to design very cool can you say which book it's not out yet, but I believe the name they're going with are, is basically princesses from the Bible or Bible princesses. Oh, okay. Much better than Disney princesses. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And so you got to bring those, bring like real life uh, from the Bible characters to life. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Very yeah. neat. Excellent. What was that process like? So you you know what the character is. How do you picture that in your mind? Or like, how do you get a reference for something like that? For something like that, I guess there's a lot of studying of who these people were, trying to right. figure out their background, their culture, so you can figure out what they might have looked like and go from there. Right. And then of course, there's a lot of guidelines that the person asking me to do this for, what they want in the book. True, true. Yeah. <laughs> So like, you know, Ruth has to be a redhead or, you know, something like that. Yes, you're like, I want something like this skin tone, this hair color. They're going to be about this age. Here's some references for their clothes could look like. Right. Do they have a a big nose, a a dainty nose, uh, you know? Yeah, I'll go through like maybe 10, 20 different faces and they'll choose what they like. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just sat down and draw and give them the examples like we talked about earlier yeah all the concept art all the sketches and then refine it from there yeah great let's walk me through a typical day when you're working on something how long like what sort of time frame do you do it all in one go or do you break it up you mean just like the job itself or just like sitting so say you get an email from disney and they want you to create their latest princess (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, it wouldn't be all in one go. I would like create some initial sketches, some ideas, send them over, and then they would give me feedback. And then I would refine it from there. It's like a step process. So there'd be several sittings. Yeah. Right. But how, how, like, say how long does it take to typically do that first step with the, so like a couple hours, uh, you know? At least a couple hours. Depends on how much information I have in the beginning. So the less information I have, the longer it's going to take. To figure it out, yeah. To figure it out, yeah. That makes sense. But if they have like a huge one-page paper on, you know, this is, they have this kind of nose, they have blue eyes, they're red hair, (laughs) you know. Yeah, when they, when they're very detailed, it's a little faster and they know exactly what it is they want. Yeah. Oh, and another thing I like to ask my artist guests is, do you prefer using pen and paper or do you like ink and paper or do you prefer using computer? I personally like the computer. 
I have a Wacom tablet and I use Clip Studio. So I also have a sketchbook, but it's so much cleaner using a computer. Because <laughs> you can just instantly undo what you just did or yeah. Yeah, or to duplicate or fill or yeah. yeah there's, there's no so pencil many... markings. I don't get stuff all over the place. Yeah. Eraser marks all over the floor <laughs> or eraser. <Yeah. laughs> there's no charcoal, no paint. Yeah. <laughs> you don't end up with paint or charcoals on you. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a wonder that we have all this technology. I know. It's so great. It's almost cheaper in the long run, too. So are you satisfied where you're at or is there a goal that you have? What like um, if everything you did uh, worked out perfectly, what would your goal be? Um, I mean, for now, I'm okay where I'm at. But in the long run, I love stories. And so I want to create stories. So a part of me is thinking of getting into writing. But yeah. It's hard to expect. I want to just create stories. So if I could sometime in the future be a part of creating like my own story, like I think- Like be a part of a, like a new studio or something? Like a small maybe, one? Maybe a studio. It doesn't have to be, but just like whether it turns into a book, a movie, et cetera, just something like, they'd like be out there and like, I did that. That was mine, you know? Great. That'd be really neat. Yeah. Awesome. And what advice- would you give to aspiring artists, people who want to be character designers or illustrators? I would say you gotta, if it's something you want to do, you gotta put the work into it, like study a lot. You gotta practice, but of course, like it's more than just practicing if you're not studying, looking up what other people are doing. I've done a lot of, you know, watching professionals do their work, whether they're speed paints, listening to them talk, listening to them lecture. If you're not able to go to college because of the money, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff online that you can look up and then you put it into practice. It can take a while. So I would also say don't get frustrated when it's not working out in the beginning. You really got to keep going at it, but you will get better. (laughs) Great. Very, very, very good advice. Well, we are just about out of time. And I do want to thank you for joining me. But first, one last thing. I want to give you the opportunity to shout out your social media handles, uh, if there's a website where people can find your work and possibly hire you. Uh, I'm mainly on Instagram, which is just Danielle Shersted and then underscore, I think, art. And from there, there's also a link to my website. Great. But yeah. Danielle Shersted underscore art at Instagram. Wonderful. And of course, if you don't follow us on Instagram, those out there listening, we're at Inside Animation Pod on Instagram and Ins Animation Pod on Twitter. So again, thank you very much for joining me, Danielle. It has been a pleasure. And oh, yes, one other question I forgot. And I actually forgot to ask my last guest which is, do you know anyone in the animation industry who you think would like to be a guest on the podcast? You can either name them right here now and say, I challenge you to be a, a guest, or you can just tell me later. <laughs> um, I mean, the only person I can think of is my old roommate right now. She also was an illustrator. She's working with someone to create a game right now. So that was pretty neat. Great. So I, I could ask you if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. that would be wonderful. All Great. right. Well, once again, thank you for joining me. 
And thank you all out there listening for joining us. This has been another episode of Inside Animations.